With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Happy Easter and Joyeuse Bosch. It is Easter Sunday, the 21st day of April in the year 2019, and you're now listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. I'm your hostess, adult media publisher Sandra London of livinggrind.com, broadcasting for you live from the sunny beaches of Southern California. Playtime with Sandra Radio is available to you via Blog Talk Radio. Tune in radio, iTunes, digital podcast, and livinggrind.com. The song you just heard at the top of the hour is called More Peace and Bass by Moth Bass. And the next song coming up right now is Night Owl by Broke for Free. Um, a little bit later in the broadcast, I will be playing an excerpt of an audio clip of an interview that I had with Sammy Yusuf. That would be our third interview um, where I'm we're kind of improvising a little bit, but there's a much longer audio and video clip that we're still trying to uh, tweak out the technical issues involved, but I will be playing the 20-minute audio shortly. Uh, in the meantime, check out Night Owl by Broke for Free.
nothing funny in my land of nothing honey When it ain't about the money and the weather's always sunny Well, summer fighting it, I'm working hard on uniting it Bring your offering to the altar of enlightenment Get you so excited, feels fire ignited Can't help but be delighted, you officially invited To the next level, step up, stand up This about some other let go, show up Time to show grace, show face, show face Let it be known, right time, my right place Stars deep, calling home in the deep space I'm one of seven, so we keep up, keep pace I have many names, so such a dream catcher Demand and I claim, I'm always here, I'ma get ya Worldwide, beat you now to your hometown Wherever I be, well you know it's going down Playtime with Sandra Radio with your host, Sisters Truly, Sandra London of LivingGrind.com. You just heard Night Owl by Broke for Free, Odyssea Ubris by Impex, Project Monarch by Shaolin Dub, uh, and which, yeah, Pooja featuring Alma the Dreamer and Saki. Now, without further delay, I will play the 20 audio excerpt of the interview I had. Uh, with Sammy Yusuf on, which was recorded on 31st of March, 2019, just a few weeks ago. Here you are. So one thing I know is that you're very soft-spoken. That's why I was wondering with the sound, as long as it's loud enough. I think it it will be. Um, We'll test it out. Uh, Find out, I guess, soon. Hi. Hello. So it's the first time that we've actually met. Um, yes. And we've known each other online off and on for how long now? I can't even speculate. Let's see. I've had my show, Playtime with Sandra Radio, since 2012. I interviewed you not too long after that. Right, right. So it's going to be hard to say when. So let's say at least five or six years. Wow, well, that's, that's quite a while, five or six years. Time uh, very quickly. Very quickly. A lot of things have happened. A lot of things have changed yes. as well. Um, uh, what, uh, I mean, some of the things that you've been involved with with uh, uh, Sandra Radio, what was the name of your show again? Playtime with Sandra Radio. Playtime with Sandra, okay. Yeah. So Playtime with Sandra Radio is basically my radio version of me. <laughs> so you're all audio all the time right now. We're doing improv to test out. Uh, well, and an interview. Since we're not totally winging it um, to test out doing audio and visual. I've done one or two attempts early 2012 
and ultimately just went with, with you know an audio only platform this year just sort of giving it a shot see if I might want to do more audio video and especially with interviews like with people fabulous like Danny Yusuf you know, it was a it was a pleasure t- for you to uh, for well for you to uh, let me, let me, it was a pleasure for, to be able to find out that you wanted to interview me. That was kind of a, that took me I'm like, well, why me? I I don't I don't have anything special. Um, but what? The, 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 well, the one thing that I learned from that, um, and it took you to to kind of uh, bring that to me is that everybody has a story. Right. And um, a number of other, um, say, hosts, uh, like, uh, that, that bring people's uh, stories out to the public that would, would have never been shared with anybody else uh, is and it's interesting. Um, just to learn about somebody who just what we think might be menial mm-hmm. but after you learn about what they go through it, it becomes more like wow so there's so much that well, no, I don't think anyone's life is menial that's probably why why I would choose someone like you but I'm just kidding well <laughs> no just because menial like even if somebody has like a completely they're born into the job they're a sharecropper a farmer right. uh, whatever that be able to just persist every single day and get up and keep doing what they were made, quote unquote, to do, that takes the person, that takes their gumption, their effort, their spirit, and sometimes they're exactly where they want to be, right. and sometimes they're not, and sometimes you can see that in the person, that you can see them going so much further, you can see it happening before it happens, sometimes it may not, but you can see that potential, that you can see that, you know, this person has more that they want to give to the world, and we get to get like a snapshot at this point in time what they're doing and what they've been doing, and what ultimately happens could end up being something totally out of out of blue left field. <laughs> I think what? yeah. What I was saying is, is it's the perception I think a lot of people may have, uh, including myself, that when you look at somebody's job, that you would think it's uh, you, you know, like for instance, uh, sometimes we would take things for granted. Um, it, until we say lose our hearing, lose our eyesight, or you know, it's like okay, some of the things that we have been doing on a regular basis can't do anymore. It's like oh my god, it takes so much effort, mm-hmm. but you have to relearn everything. And, and yes. you mentioned agriculture. Right now, we're in the middle of uh, you know, um, a lemon farm. And, and, Why is there uh, at a lemon farm? Yeah. Uh, well, lemon and avocados. And uh, I saw a bunny. He didn't see it straight away. I could well, see, see I that my, bunny. My, my glasses. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't a glass. It wasn't an illusion, because that bunny kind of blended. But it's very true. That bunny blended in like no tomorrow. The bunny knew what it was doing. <laughs> and um, I only spotted it because I saw it beat alive. If you know your eyes, you would just think it was part of the leaves behind right, the bunny. Right, right. Well, I it was part of the ground, the, the, the grayness, the ground, and the the bark that was on the ground that was just like, you know, like you said, it blended in. Smart bunny. Uh, yeah, it's cute. But did you know that California, I believe, is either number one or two in lemon production in, in California? California is number one or two. I, can't, and the whole I believe world it's number one. Or the US? No, the U.S. Oh, only in the U.S. Well, I don't know about the world. I mean, well, we what is go, in I, the world? Can, okay, let's Google it. Okay, let's <laughs> but, but I'm saying is, is that a lot of people don't know that, though. And the farmers that, that um, have been doing this for a while, that provide the lemons somebody, that we all use. Somebody knows that. Yeah. Do they do limes, too, or just lemons? I believe just lemons. Farmers know that. And they're beer and tequila. Well, okay. I mean, California gets lemons for all their tequila. Exactly. I mean... You need lemons, for, well, you need limes. You, you know you need, you need, need lime, it, but, you need lime, but... But we all need lemons for our fish, for tea, tea. exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, cough drops, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> but we take that for granted. And a lot of people think, well, where are all these, uh, all these lemons are coming? And, and nowadays, 
a lot of the agriculture that we're getting, especially when it's off season, we're getting it from Latin America, or we're getting from overseas somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some of the things that we don't realize is that a lot of the things that we, uh, a lot of the agriculture comes from California, and we're losing that. A lot of people that have been said, like you said, uh, they do one thing and one thing only throughout their life, and uh, um, they're the, the farmers that have been doing this for a long time. It's been in the family for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, you know, my my brain goes, what's happening with the U.S., with all the farmers out in the Midwest, out the back east, that have farms in their family for all this time, and all of a sudden, they're starting to lose it, you know? Uh, but in, in yet here in California, um, it's kind of the same thing because a lot of the land that right now is farmland. Arid, dry. Well, some of it is, some of it isn't. The, the interesting part is that the water, say we're in Ventura County, and uh, um, Ventura gets a lot of water from different sources, I believe, uh, and they have their own water source, actually, mm-hmm. uh, compared to, say, LA um, and some other, uh, other counties, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, so that's why they can have a number of farmlands around here, and they flourish. Uh, just up in the mountains, you have tons of wineries, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, did you see it? I put an ad, or not an ad, I sponsored, or not, I almost started here. I shared an ad for Napa Valley Murder Mystery Winery Tours. Oh. So you can, you know, on your way to the vineyards in Napa Valley, you can also have a, like a murder mystery, like a Excalibur. That's fun. You've got the Napa train now, have you ever? That's it. That's what they're doing. Oh, okay. So they're kind of doing something new. Yeah, they're in service with it. That's awesome. Hold that thought for a second. I'm just going to make sure this is still running. And we're still good. Let's still recording. Yay. Okay. Um, uh, Did you want to do your, uh, did you want to do your interview as well? Right now, or do you want, how do you want to do this? Um, to you. Yes, I can interview you starting in three, two. But wait a minute, for, for your audio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Madame Monsieur, it is Sunday, the 31st of March, in the year 2019, and you are now listening to, and possibly even watching at some point, Playtime with Sandra Radio. I'm your host, Cassandra London of LivingGrinds.com, broadcasting for you live from the sunny beaches of darn near Central California, almost, <laughs> in connection with Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Digital Podcast, and LivingGrind.com, my official website. I'm here right now with Sammy Yusuf, and he has, uh, you know, Entertain me with questions and the like and lemons and bunnies. Bunnies, lemons, yeah. And so we're maybe going in reverse <laughs> for us, but not for you. <laughs> I'm going to begin my interview with Sammy. I have interviewed Sammy at least twice um, in the past seven years that I've been doing radio. He was an excellent interviewee and he has been able to go to a lot of high-profile events, um, get into those hard-to-access places where only the ultra-cool celebrities and protected people and la-la-la public figures can go. Who can go? Photographers. Why? Because people need to see it. They want that catalog of memories that they can actually see in person. So we have our professional observer here. So what is it like for you, professionally observing? I think that's a good question. Or put a good statement is is observing, and and that's what recording memories, recording um, what's happening at that point in time, and maybe not necessarily in audio or video, but capturing that just one moment when someone is talking to another person that you know they're engaging in in a. Um, in a conversation, and, and, and you know, you want to capture that sometimes. It, it, sometimes it, that tells a story in itself, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it. Um, 
most of my clients are my clients and all of the photos go to them and so I, I don't necessarily share uh, my photographs with anybody else except for them and they choose to decide what to share with the world. Did they make you sign disclosures at the lawsuit? I've never had, <laughs> I've never had anybody sign any, uh, had given me, asking me to sign disclosures with uh, some of the pro teams that I've shot for, um, you know. Pro sports teams? Sports teams. Mm -hmm. um, Bay Area sports teams in general. But but the thing is, is and that was a while back, but the thing is, it, it just, it, part of it is trust. Mm -hmm. And I when you work, I think. Well, here's a couple of things. Um, with photographers, I think overall, sometimes there is a distrust as far as what they're going to use, use the uh, content for, mm -hmm. um, and I understand that. Uh, and, and there is, there's the. I mean, if, with a when I work with a company, yeah, there are some uh, legal issues that we have to sit there and do a contract and sign, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but in, in a lot of cases, um, I've never really had to sign anything and I've never uh, broken that trust. It, it doesn't, because if I break that trust, my career goes out the door. You know, I can't do what unless, I do anymore. Unless you were a highly paid tabloid photographer or like some kind of... I've gotcha. never, I mean, I, I've been around celebrities where, where um, well, it is, no, it, okay, a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> what, it I mean, depending on how, what you're talking about, so I, when I engage uh, in conversation, it's whatever we're you know depending on what's happening with the event or uh, if I work with a celebrity, then it, we're working uh, uh, with them. It's simple as that. You're working together, whether you get to know them or not. And, and uh, well, in that's a lot of cases, that's the part. It's like if you have no clue who they are, they, but you know they, you know who mm -hmm. they are, then. You're only seeing them for that little moment of time. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're not feeling good. Right. And they they have all these demands. They just seem like so high priority. You're just like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get to know who that person is. They don't really get to see what they're like maybe normally. Maybe they're always like kind of an asshole. Or maybe they just had a really bad day that I, day kind of a thing. You just, you just go, I mean, a person like you're nobody and nothing. Like, what if there's somebody on reverse that you actually knew who they were? You really right. admired their career, you mm -hmm. liked them, and they had an exceptionally good day or exceptionally bad day while you were there. What happened? Would you take that pers like, personally in a certain No, way? I don't take anything personally because I, I realize that uh, I'm there to do a job. I'm there to uh, help facilitate, uh, whether it's an event or promote a, uh, an event or marketing, branding, mm -hmm. uh, and I do all those things. So. Um, I don't make that assumption that that person's like that all the time. Whether anybody says so or not, or they're like that just when working. When they go home, that might be something different. When they're, you know, uh, if there's an old lady on the corner, why are they going to help them across? Are they going to help that old lady across the street? I, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, are you sure? I, I. What if you're? It's just the way. There has I, to be I, something I, in your head ever, like some moment or you just, you just had a higher expectation for the person and well, then they just totally shattered it and they were like mean if they did something, for no reason like okay yeah. if they did something morally wrong in front of me then depending on the rapport i have with them i would say something or not it just it, depends is it morally is it morally wrong for them to be mean to you if they don't know you well, let's okay. Let me put it okay. Here, here's here's a here's a how do I answer that question? Um, here's an example. I was uh, uh, doing a monologue for uh, a. Uh, um, You're acting. Well, I was, I was I had been acting a while a long time ago. It was college, you know. Everybody does the acting thing. Um, I mean, I've been doing some uh, every film that I've been in lately. Uh, uh, I've been killed. I've been killed. So it, you know. How many films have you been in? Like, have I? I've not seen. You've never seen any of them. No, they're they're. You never told me about any of them. Hello. They're they're, they're independent films, and uh, you know, a, a friend um, is a. <laughs> That's terrible. The first oh. the first film I, I was in, the director basically calls me and says, "All right, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna take this. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do this, and then you're gonna die." Like, okay, great. That's my first. It was the first thing that we did in that film, in that movie. And the first thing was, was it a musical? <laughs> it was an independent film. 
Um, and then the second one, I think I got shot. The third one, I got hit. And, I got shot in the head. And the fourth one, I was a western. And, uh, actually, the western was pretty good. I thought I was gonna live. In fact, he, he had me living. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, let's take one more take. This time, you're gonna fall over and die." I'm like, I can't get a break. You can't. <laughs> um, well, and, and, well, what? Okay. So I've done the, I've done the weird, posters. Give me a, a weird question. Which ethnicity were you playing when you were shot? Well, what? What? When you were shot. Well, it's just me, whoever the character was. was one one character, okay, the, fir the first one was a junkie. It was and a, you were shot? Well, no, no, shot no, 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 I wasn't shot. It was a, oh, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The first scene that I ever did was, he said, okay, take this bag. It was a bag of flour. And you know that cinnamon test that everybody was doing at the time? No, I do not. They took a spoonful of cinnamon try to eat Who it. Did that? I don't know. Idiots. Um, so he gives me this bag of flour. Like hey, take, huh? <laughs> take this bag of flour, put it over here, and uh, pretend like you, it's, a, it's a new drug and you really can't get enough of it, and then you die. Okay. You, you're going to choke, you're going to gag, you're going to whatever. Um, we did a whole bunch of scenes of that because he wanted from different angles, different shots. Sure. And he said, well, can you make it look, look real enough? And, and I'm like, what do you mean real enough? I am really gagging. Because really, you take that, pow you know, that powder, basically dry powder, and you're stuffing it in your mouth. All of a sudden, you're gagging for real. You're, you're gasping for air. They, they give you airbag air. <laughs> or whatever it is, airbag chemicals. <laughs> they want an authentic <laughs> emotion. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, well, are you still going? Yep, yeah, we're still going. I, I'm always afraid that this thing is going to. Well, I, I will assume that currently stopping that. Ten to fifteen minutes. So okay. We're good. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so, did that mess up your eyes? Did that affect your hearing? That did not affect my hearing. Okay, good. It, it, it did not, well, maybe it did affect my eyes a little bit, uh, but definitely affected my breathing. Uh, that what's worse, your breathing is an important thing. Usually. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I've been doing a lot of posters for these films. That's how I uh, started working uh, with the it, it, the uh, production company. is called Wild Dog Productions, and they have a Facebook page. I, they, they're, I mean, the, the director, Michael Pernelli, um, uh, and uh, uh, the cohorts that he's with, and uh, um, I'm trying to think here for a second. Let me take a breath. Um, breath. Well, yeah. It, it's Please. like I've got this mind block all of a sudden uh, on the production company. So the production company is Wild Dog Productions. Wild Dog Productions. I remember. <laughs> and the director is Michael Fredinelli. And uh, the, one of the producers, or Fred one of the main producers, Fredinelli. It's always hard for me to pronounce his name. An Italian
yesterday morning, or perhaps last night, Celeste will wake up dead. It'll take quite some time before she will take note of this. Celeste will have just ventured out the evening before with her best friend forever, Ashlyn Jameson, to seek out a new restaurant and bar, Le Colisee. Dave will not appear too excited about this, and Celeste will worry that he may be upset by the time upon which she returns, especially if she should so happen to have spent far too much time catching up with her longtime friend, with whom she will have not seen in a little over an academic year. Ashlyn has been on a study abroad exchange of some sort, premised upon classical literature and ancient mythology, or something like this. Ashlyn's long-winded, bubbly digests are quite familiar to all. In fact, they register quite regularly as a CC-all expose to her steady circulation of friends, as well as the many more recent admirers she will have gathered along the way. Mykonos, Athens, Barcelona, Catalonia, as Ashlyn has never failed to educate her fellow feathered ilk. All this, and even more still, and yet always all the best parts divulged solely for Celeste's pervy perusal and private consumption. And so now, Celeste will be able to unearth even more, always more, about her darling girlfriend's heady endeavors and their lusty conclusion. Uh, for example, Tomas, the hunky, highly adroit Catalonian, with whom Ashley has only just memorialized a great escape to Venezia. A sweet but sordid escapade, culminating with tentative, then turbulent, finger-filled dalliances the tune of the silent symphony on the muddy waters of a midnight gondola ride. A tasty bon appétit, indeed, for El Señor, fanned beneath her popularly peasant skirt, and how Ashlyn would squirm, reliving how she would try her best to ignore the rocking and swaying of that small floating apparatus so many millions of light years away from the crunchy granola of her more usual endives. Like Hendry's Beach off the Pacific coast, or a stolen moment of picnicking a la Vavavum on checkered gingham blankets, or were they Freddy's burgers napkins? Ashley will have developed a learned disdain for those comparatively milder throws of passion, long gone and tossed out to sea amid the persistent flow of tides along the edges of humanity. Celeste is more than willing to subsume this all the while, emptying recollections of fuzzy, fading remnants of her own time's past. Like losing her bonchamp regimes to the Pacific coast in a newly naked embrace, her soaked front pockets bearing down, impeding resistance, reuniting with Donnie's t-shirt. They're having become saddled with quarters, readied for a midnight sack of colorless bra and panty laundry and Donnie's short sleeves. All this, and salute to the elements, yet little more than a mere pittance to Mother Nature herself. But no, no. Celeste will quickly return to the seedy seat of novelty, smack dab in front row, where things were a lot less pedestrian. You see, Ashlyn was a lady in Europe. That being so, it was only polite then to allow her beau, Damas, to have a gander at her prized and pretty pink possession and unthinkable to lie concealed indelicately beneath some nondescript fabric of commodity. Ah, yes. Celeste will be most eager to relish all of these naughty delicts abroad in real time. After all that she has devoured at length before her computer screen, things were going to get real. Celeste will reach out, compelled by her quest to fully expose those secret treasures of abandon and concert, she hopes, with her longtime beau. She has lived for the date of this reunion, it seems, and a lustful remixing of the familiar, the widening of Ashlyn's complicit, dazzling, hazel-green eyes, 
her full breast thrusting forward out of habit as she embarks anew, weaving her delicious narrative to life. David will not know what hit him. Certainly, yes, Celeste has been yearning for this sort of gathering for much more than a fortnight. And now she wants to collect. Her attention will divert at moments upon the thought of Ashlyn's cheeks, which usually tend towards Rosie when she is just about to spill the raciest of spoils. The impish dives of Ashlyn's heart-shaped head as she lowers her gaze mid-sentence. The corners of her girlfriend's lips when they curl conspiratorially. Their interchange will commingle, as they often do, laced with sheepish smirks of self-censorship and bouts of sheer, bemused embarrassment. False modesty will peel away as Ashlyn's hushed giggles tell all. Together, they will find it increasingly troublesome to fight back the tears of merriment. Time and again, they may attempt to stifle and compress Ashlyn's naughty narrative at irregular intervals, shielding themselves from spectators' wandering eyes and wondering ears. And, of course, the waiter will come near, making his proverbial rounds, mostly mid-bite, just like clockwork just to see if everything's all right. And it will be. And so very much more than all right. Celeste will encroach progressively as the night waxes on, building upon each succulent recantation of her muse. Celeste will catalog all manner of happenstance this evening, hoping to unleash her very own brand of sex magic. Just this once, but precisely where and when she should. She will attempt to widen the circle just for one, or, well, her party of one. Ah, the sweet, unassuming, ever-so-devoted David. Now, ordinarily, Celeste would have had no difficulty casting forth a reasonable reproduction of her notorious pal's far-flung charisma, but her rehearsals were largely confined to solitary pursuit, mostly. Yet here, Celeste will assume certain studied positions on this once-upon-a-night. It is a given that she will start out well enough. She will advance with all the more purpose between the unforeseen hours of this endless night. Celeste's impending desire will mount bit by bit, eager to rejoice, relive, and suddenly give rise to a fait accompli. She races full speed ahead without regard for what could have otherwise resulted from certain derisive acts of jamais vu. Celeste will hasten to the destiny which stirs so immutably within, in spite of herself. By definition, Celeste had plenty of, well, practice, gleaned from that steady stream of salacious digest, awash with the magnetic agony, ecstasy, and octane-laden discourse which spawns over easy from Randy Wildchild, Ashlyn. Celeste has been au courant for such a very long time. More often than not, perhaps, this feverish intoxication could have topped off, occasioning itself to die a warm, slow, heady little death. Until this one night, her fantasies would have remained burrowed within the exclusive domain of private life, slipping through solely during hidden, unspecified stretches of time, shrouded within and beneath her stark white bedroom linen, finding their welcome respite, peacefully atop Celeste's personal pleasure chamber. Normally, she would have flicked it out pressing persistently with her tiny, finely-tuned digits until she stopped. However, this time around, not so much. On this other day or night, something else will have come to pass instead, and rather remarkably so. And all because, and perhaps only because, 
at the culmination of this very grand soirée and pleasure-filled reconnaissance, things really won't seem all that different. Not at first. And yet, after all this, somehow it all must cease to be because Celeste will wake up dead. Now that's better, baby. Why don't we sing a song to help pass the time? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Merrily, 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 life is down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. juillet 2014 20 juillet 2014 J'ai mal au genou droit Je marche et je comprends Le calme a pris le dessus La vie a déserté la grande ville Paris n'est plus qu'une coquille vide Je n'aperçois même plus le faible à mes pieds Ni le fort intérieur cuir Entre le SDF et le contrôleur du métro Ma bourse est délestée À croire qu'un siphon entre soi fait la rica, entre soi et la roquette, je pense à fumer la moquette. Si seulement les SDF en avaient. Direction insistée, ouverture décentralisée. J'entame mon sandwich climatisé. Davantage de technologie dans un pouce carré de chicken cheese que dans l'habitacle de la Clio année 1994. Ingénierie alimentaire pour mon ego. Pour mon égal, pour mon santé, pour mon ego, pour mon égal, pour mon santé. Écouteurs dans les oreilles, le son est en mono. Foutu technologie, je ne serai sourd que de l'oreille gauche. Les cours sont au top, l'Allemagne a gagné. Viva la Mannschaft et la BCE. Overdose de sel. Overdose de l'Ouest Dans cinq mois l'hiver Viens, viens, on se prend un trimestre Overdose de sel Overdose de l'Ouest Dans cinq mois l'hiver Viens, viens, on se prend un trimestre J'ai mal au genou droit Naked Girls Radio listeners, have yourself a naked day and make it a naughty night with me, Sandra London, on Playtime with Sandra every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.